0: All right, this morning we talked about the Indianapolis Colts and the five most indispensable players they've got on the roster. This afternoon we're going to talk about the more disposable players, five most disposable of all the Colts starters. I'm not talking about the end-of-the-roster type guys, but starting players who are the most disposable. Did Quentin Went Nelson make the list? That's a good question. I want to talk about Drew Brees and why he's out at NBC and why it's really, really hard these days for media people to hire guys who are going to work out in media. They hire in a specific way, and the way you need to hire is a completely different way. We're going to talk about that, and we're also going to talk about the draft lottery, which takes place tomorrow night for the NBA draft. Going to be fantastic. I got a good feeling about the Pacers. Pacers have never had the number one overall pick, and I don't need them to have the number one overall pick i just got to have them in a spot where they can take a specific guy because I don't want any of the others. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling for Monday, May sixteenth, two 2022, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. I'm telling you, if you got a plumbing problem, you don't want to trust it to just anybody. You want to trust it to somebody you can trust or somebody who someone you trust trusts. In this case, Johnson's Plumbing, 765-610-8809 is the number. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, ring the bell, let's go, let's talk about sports, and if you've got a comment of an urgent nature or just want to say thank you, donate. I see it automatically, and I'm happy to answer any questions. Did that this morning? I always enjoy it. All right, let's talk about the Colts and the five most disposable starters That they have, and this is kind of the unpleasant part of the business, right? It would be very easy to just talk about the happy stuff. Yeah, this guy—he's great. They're all great, you know, and do the Frank Reich thing, right? Oh, he's fantastic. We're happy to have him on the roster. You know what? He's a hard worker, and we're going to tell you—I'm going to tell you exactly who these guys are. Number five, and I hate to say it because he's a really nice guy, and that's Mo Ali Cox. But you know what? They're all nice guys, all right? We're not in the nice guy business. The business we're in is winning football games. If you can help win football games, all in. Matt Eberflus couldn't help win football games, so now he's the head coach of the Bears where he's not going to help win football games. That's a whole different story. All right, Mo Ali Cox, last year he caught 24 passes, 45 targets. That's simply not good enough. The Colts didn't go out and draft two tight ends. One, right, in the third round, 73rd overall. They didn't go out and, and draft Jelani Woods or Andrew Ogletree because they were happy with Mo Ali Cox. That's not the way this works. Mo Ali Cox, 6'5", big giant hands, very, very, uh, he's powerful, he's athletic, right? Played college basketball at Virginia Commonwealth. Well, you know what? just not good enough. So they recruit over the top, and they're going to let the position and the competition at that position play out over the course of camp, and we're going to see who winds up being the starting tight end for the Colts. It would not surprise me to see Johnny Woods as the starter in Week 1. Uh, number four, Grover Stewart. This has much less to do about Grover Stewart and his ability to play than it does the uh, kind of the way Chris Ballard goes about his business in in going out and getting bunches and bunches of defensive tackles. Again, two defensive tackles taken in this draft. Grover Stewart. You know they're not moving to DeForest Buckner. They're they're not drafting you know a guy out of Cincinnati because they think he's going to be the next DeForest Buckner. That's not what's going on. Grover Stewart was a fourth round pick himself. And he had 46 tackles, only two tackles for loss, one sack. He was a fourth-round pick in 2017. He signed an extension. He's made money. He is a nice glue piece to that defensive front, but he is not a guy who is going to win you games. He is a placeholder, and once you get a guy you feel like is better at that position, you take that guy and you move Grover Stewart out. And that's the way it works in the National Football League. They, uh, National Football League. they took Eric Johnson and Curtis Brooks. And, and again, not because DeForest Buckner is going anywhere. So you've got those eight guys. And Grover Stewart's one of them. Where would you be without Grover Stewart? I think somebody would have made those 46 tackles and gone and gotten those two tackles for loss. And speaking of compiling impressive tackle statistics without doing a whole lot of great, that's Bobby O'Carrique, And He's our number third entry on this list. Guys that are disposable for the Colts now. O'Carroll is a guy it, you look, and you don't see a, a ready kind of air apparent at that position. O'Carroll, 132 tackles last year, but again, only three for a loss. Three, three for a loss at the middle linebacker position. Sky Moore is the backup at that position. Would he be any better? I don't know, but would he be any worse? I don't know that either. This is a guy in Okereke where at least with and, – and Darius Buckner is outstanding, right? You can point to something with Darius Butler – or Darius, Darius Leonard. You can point to the fact that he generated 12 turnovers last year and that he's been an AP, first-team, all-pro for three years out of his four in this league. That's something. Okereke – Not quite. I like Okereke. I think Eric Okereke was uh, an upgrade over Walker. But I don't know that he's the kind of guy you point to and say, that is the mic for a Super Bowl champion. And that's what's got to happen. I talk about the book Super Scout often, co-written by uh, Bob Hamill, of all people, but it's by a guy named Russo, who was a longtime scout for the uh, St. Louis Browns and Baltimore Orioles. And he talks about the moment that the Orioles shifted from being an also-ran team to a perennial championship contender in Major League Baseball. That was when the new general manager came into the room and said, look, if you don't see a guy that you're scouting, if you can't foresee him being a part of a championship recipe in Baltimore, we don't want it. So don't scout him. Don't sign him. We are not in the business of filling rosters. We are in the business of... Of winning a championship. And when the focus shifted to that, all of a sudden, the Orioles got really good. With guys like Dave McNally and Mike Cuellar and Pat Dobson and Jim Palmer and Brooks Robinson, uh, Davey Johnson, Mark Belanger, Boog Powell, Andy Etchebaron, uh Merv Rettman, we could go on. And Kurt Bleffery, on and on and on. Obviously, Frank Robinson, but he wasn't homegrown. He was a guy... Who is dealt for uh, Reds gave him up, gave him to the. Can you imagine the Reds with Frank Robinson and Pete Rose, Tony Perez, Joe Morgan, all those guys? Ridiculous. At any rate, when you shift your paradigm to a championship paradigm, all of a sudden good things happen. Is Bobby O'Caracay okay. part of a recipe for a championship? If you see that, You tell me why. I'm interested in knowing why. So, if you think Bobby O'Carriquet should be on this team and will be on this team as they win a championship, like this. All right? Like this video. If not, tell me why in the comments. I'm interested to hear what you got to say. Number two, Julian Blackman and Cardi Willis. All right, they're the the kind of uh oh, a spirit walk. Thanks for the Daily's Kent. Uh, Got the game taken. My first ever trip to Indy for the Eagles game. Excellent. Good for you, man. You are going to love Indianapolis. Indianapolis is the best place to go see. Like the downtown is just really compact. You can walk everywhere. It's phenomenal. You're going to have a great time. Um, Julian Blackman and Kari Willis are two more guys, assuming that Julian Blackman comes back healthy. Those guys, were they recruited over the top of with Rodney McLeod and Nick Cross? Well, there's certainly some dynamic kind of competition at those spots, right? Now that maybe there wasn't, you got depth at safety that they didn't have, that the Colts didn't have. Going to be very interesting to see what happens. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see Cross and McLeod as the opening day safeties for the Indianapolis Colts. All right, number one. Do I have the stones to install Quentin Nelson as the number one most disposable player on this roster in terms of the starters? Yes, I do. Quentin Nelson is the most disposable. That doesn't mean he's not one of the top five guards in the National Football League. What it means is you don't need a great one in order to compete for a championship. Here's some evidence. The Cincinnati Bengals, they went out and spent money in free agency getting two kind of middle-tier guards to replace what they had at guard, Ted Karras among them, all right? They went to the Super Bowl with two guys that they just replaced at guard. That's how disposable guards are. And again, this isn't about Quentin Nelson. This is about the position and the value of the position. The value of the guard position is not such that... You need to invest in it. You don't. You can go do exactly what Bill Pullian did for years. Go get guys. Plug and play. Nobody lasted more than four years, and they moved on to the next guys who played guard. And this was with Peyton Manning as a quarterback who could have walked into Bill Pullian's office and said, No! No, don't get rid of my guards! I need my guards! My God, for the love of God, Bill! Don't make me teach new guards how to be a lineman with us. Don't do it to Jeff and Tarek and Adam and I. Don't! He didn't do that. Quentin Nelson, great guard. Here are the teams for whom the best guards is graded by pro football focus played last year. Browns, Cowboys, Pats, Bucks, Browns, Atlanta, Bucks. Browns didn't make the playoffs. Cowboys did. They always do, but they never play for a championship, despite the fact that Zach Martin is arguably the best guard in the NFL. Patriots squeaked into the playoffs, right? Buccaneers two years ago won a Super Bowl. The Rams, all right? How about the Rams? David Edwards ranked 29th out of 82 guards. You know who the other guard was? I don't either. That's how important guards are in the National Football League. So while Quentin Nelson is really good at that job, that job itself isn't so important. You know, it, it, it's like a school and nothing against custodians. But if you got the best custodian in the world working at your school, that doesn't mean the kids are going to get a better education. You know what I mean? That's the way it works. Just because you got a great guy who cleans all the windows... In a hospital, that doesn't mean you're going to have a higher uh, percentage of cardiac uh, surgery uh, patients who survive, right? Guard play, excellent guard play, the best guard in the, in the world, the best guard in the NFL, doesn't go to the Super Bowl. Zach Martin doesn't live too far from here, actually. Uh, Drew Brees, out at NBC, why? Here's why. Because media nuts... They're, they a lot of these guys are accounts. they're business guys, it's what they do, all right. So they understand numbers, but you don't hire based on numbers, you don't hire media guys, you don't hire game analysts based on Q scores, you don't do it. You hire based on the ability of those guys to make people watching think, Man, it'd be great to have a beer with that guy. That guy just like he talks, and I love listening. He says really interesting things. Being engaging is different from being famous. Drew Brees is a really famous former quarterback in the NFL. That does not make him charismatic. It doesn't. How do you determine who are good hires? You sit and you talk to them. And if you have a great conversation, if you think, my God, I, I could have gone for hours with this guy, you hire him. This is what when I hired Dan Dockage into media. First of all, he called me, but I, I had told him several times, if you ever want to go into radio, you just give me a call. Why? Because he's really engaging, a lot of fun to drink beer with, and he tells a great story. You leave believing that you and he are friends. You leave the bar believing that. That's what it is. It's an aura. It's all subjective. It's very little objectivity. You cannot quantify. You can't like, and I've tried this, right? Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, how does he tell a story? Uh, 8. You know, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much would I want to drink beer with this guy? Uh, 5. You can't do that. It's a vibe. Can a guy do it? Can a woman do it? It's a vibe. It's subjective. And accountants don't understand that at all. You cannot have that conversation with an accountant. If you work in media, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you go into a conference room and you're going to stump for somebody, you better have some numerical math behind that hire or you got real problems. Um, but that's why Drew Brees is out. It's not about fame. It's about charisma. And you can't teach it. It's like athleticism. I was going back and forth in the text today. Very, very smart guy. And, and said, look, you, you can't teach charisma. It's not about that. It's kind of like like I said, athleticism. Can you coach a guy up from a 6-level athlete to a 7-level player? Yeah, but you can't take a 6-level athlete and coach him up to a 10. You know, that that's preposterous. Jonathan Taylor, if he couldn't run 22.5 miles an hour, he's not running away from people, and you can't coach guys to run 22.5 miles an hour. It's that simple. Pacers, 42% chance of being in the top four in tomorrow night's draft lottery. chance of winning the thing and getting the number one overall pick for the first time in franchise history. One, two, three, or four. I'm good with any of them because I think Jaden Ivey is going to be available there, and that is who you take. You don't, uh, but we need a big. Stop it. Stop that immediately. You do not draft in the top five to need ever, ever, ever. You draft the guy with the highest ceiling. Because that is how you win a championship. It is that simple. Tomorrow, breakfast with Kent. Thank you very much for the donations. I couldn't be more appreciative. Let's go. We do. Lady Luck, she's going to be there. Kelly Kroskopf is going to be the good luck person. I think the Pacers get a top four pick, and that's all I need out of this thing. Tomorrow morning, it's more Colts. We never stop. You know, I, people are like, how do you talk about the Colts every day? I did it for years when I was on the radio. Instead of talking about, like, nonsensical things, hey, what'd you have for dinner last? You know, I had a great dinner last night. Blah, 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 We're talking about sports, right? Because that's what you deserve. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family